You're listening to the Bored to Death Bingecast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Bingecast. Happy New Year. As Happy we, New Year. As we record this, it is uh, just after New Year's in 2021. Thank God the dumpster fire that is that was 2020 is over. Now <laughs> <laughs> we start a new fire. Well, yes, because uh, just changing the, the number at the end of the year doesn't mean that the next year well, is, no, the is magically going to be better. The dumpster fire got put into the garbage truck, set the garbage truck on fire, now we're entering the landfill on fire. And that will set the surrounding landscape on fire. Anyway, um, so we're back for My Hero Academia. Uh, I, of course, am Jay, being joined by... Sam. And season three, we ended with... Uh, so. Uh, All for One has been defeated and thrown in prison, but the League of Villains is recruiting. Yep, they're still recruiting. They uh, are introduced to. Did we even say his name yet? Overhaul. I okay, think. so they, they, I don't know. I didn't want to say it before. Um, yeah, you, knew. you No, you told me. They didn't specify oh. what his name was in the show. Yeah, Overhaul. But you, t- but you said that the guy's name was Overhaul. As recruit, uh, twice brought him back as recruit. Right. Because we had like a, an episode that focused a little bit on twice, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? And it wasn't... Once he, it, once he put the mask on, I was like, oh, it's the Deadpool motherfucker. That's <laughs> um, twice. Mm. Great character. Yeah, very fun character. Fucked in the head, but then who isn't? Everybody's got their issues. Um, and we had the provisional licensing exam, which... Uh, what was it Shoto and Bakugo had uh, failed? Had failed? Wasn't wasn't that wasn't it them that had failed over it? I forget now. You're talking about the provisional licensing. Yes. It was Bakugo, Todoroki, uh, the Wind Guy, Kami. Okay, yeah. Well, in the case of Kami, we found uh, Kami. I think is how Kami they pronounce it. They keep they pronounce it Kami. I know okay. it's spelled like it should be pronounced Kami, but. They pronounce it like it's Katie, but with an M instead of a T. Um, but as we found out, Kami was actually Toga. <laughs> and, and, and who knows when it started and ended, and if mm. she was actually interchanged at all. Right, so we don't know what's going on there. Um, Bakugo has found out about uh, Deku's secret, about how he got his quirk. Oh, we gotta mention that uh, Toga did take some of Deku's blood. That's right. That. She got a drop of his blood. Um, I think she got a little bit. She got a little bit more than that. She okay. A little bit of a syringe bit. And we also know that she has Ochako's blood because she used that to, to transform to transform into her during the licensing exam to get a little bit of uh, get a little bit closer to Deku because you know she's all yandere towards him because he's a main character. <laughs> Can't let that main character get loose. Um, and at the end of uh, season three, we got introduced to the big three, the top yep. three students at UA, uh, and they were I had, Mario Togata. Yeah, uh, Togata, who was the pit boy looking dude, yep. who who can phase through stuff. Uh, Najire and uh, oh, you don't know his powers yet either. And Amajiki, the the girl in the emo in the emo dude, the emo dude who. Basically, just face the wall the entire time and refuse to get involved. This power is pretty interesting. Um, like we did. We did find out um, 
Mirio's power um, he, with his phasing stuff, and he basically explained that his quirk actually isn't all that powerful by itself, but with all the training that he has done, he makes it a powerful quirk. Makes it powerful. Um, because it does come with a bunch of drawbacks <laughs> when he phases into the ground and everything. Can't uh, breathe, can't see. He, yeah, like all of his senses don't work when he's phased into something. So he has to have an idea when going under or through of what he's doing. And then he, when he explained going through a wall without having to fall through the ground, that that's... It's, it, it shows, yeah, it's like that sort of training is extremely important for a phasing power as power as uh, and the way his works, because when he turns it on, his clothes all come off, <laughs> well, which was... distracted quite a few, <laughs> quite a few of the students during that. Uh, I'm going to take you all on. And then Jiro was affected the most. Mm -hmm. You noticed that the first poor first, Jiro. First time she phases, uh, he phases through. She freaks out. Second time, he no, it was the first time he, the first time he phased, it wasn't even before the before uh, when they were fighting. He, uh, you know, his like clothes just came off, and she started freaking out. Oh, so and then he once the and, behind her. and then and then he popped up behind her. She turned around and just like, ah! <laughs> very very funny um, moments. But yeah, so like we've said before, that anything that's even remotely close to a considered filler episode still has still has a lot of quality care and love into the episode. And you're still learning about the characters. You're still developing different things. Mm -hmm. And they still will drop a random uh, character in there that at first seems like they might not be that important, but then it turns out, nope, they're actually going to factor into this uh, this plot somehow. Mm -hmm. Like all of the... Uh, well, well, back when the League of Villains was first in... Um, rather, uh, Shigaraki's League of Villains was introduced and first started recruiting when... Um, Dobby and Togo were introduced. They're like, okay, some random, yeah, scary some, looking schoolgirl. Yeah, well, yeah, because you just look at her and you can just tell, yeah, there. Um, in his case, you're just like, I don't know what happened to you, but I don't want to see the other guy. Yeah. Um, but of course, we, I haven't found out too much about him because mm, article headlines, not even just reading the article. It just it's like the, the headline throws it in your face. And I'm like, oh, thanks. I, 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 I wanted to wait for the anime and yeah. have spoilers from the two seasons ahead manga. Mm. I have not uh, even looked at the manga, even though I could conceivably get get into it and probably stop before we get to uh, where we are now. Well, good I don't want to risk it. Um, oh. On the channel Evan Uno. Yeah, Little his, Evan, as we like to call him. <laughs> his... Um, he actually got into it, and yep. then he went for it, went full bore, got all the mangas, mangas, yeah. and went through all the anime. <laughs> He's always super far ahead. He, when he gets into something, he gets into it. Um, so I was hoping we could have him over for one of these bench casts for, uh... As long as, you know, we'd have to make sure to sit him down. Yeah. Maybe when we wrap up season four, we can invite him over and do a rap cast for season that, four. Maybe that, or the, uh, the OVAs. The OVAs, I think that would probably be a good one. Because season four is twenty-four episodes and two OVAs, um, and got a movie to throw in there at some point. Yeah, and there's a, and there's a movie, uh, the second movie, which we'll have to. What was the first one? Was two heroes. Right? First one was two heroes. Then this one's heroes rising. Hero, Hero rising. Hero rising. Okay, yeah, I remember hearing seeing that title all over the place when it first came Both out. Both of those. You guys went and saw it in the theaters, didn't you? Yep. Mm. Um, 
but and I was taken back when I saw the first one in theaters because I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have to read subtitles. And then I heard the English voice acting. I was like, wait, what? They dubbed it for me? <laughs> well, not just for me, obviously. But no, no, no. They dubbed it for you because oh, they knew you were coming. I'm like, I don't want to have to read. I'm here to. What's that? What's, what was that line from the Simpsons movie? I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So, yeah, there's, you know, overhaul, you know, from what you basically suggested when we were watching the end of season three, he is going to be a major character. As you see in one of the little... One of the, one of the thumbnails for uh, one of the episodes we'll be binging is actually uh, him. And I think if you look at episode 65, which will be our second episode today, is actually titled Overhaul, I believe. Yes. So, um... Too far. Yeah, don't go too far. I don't want to see too many names or any uh, possible plot, plot stuff too far ahead. So, yeah, um, given that they introduced the big three, I imagine that they're going to be a major major component of the season. Oh, yeah. And from, this, from the promotional art that, and posters that I was looking at earlier, uh, both when I was getting the thumbnail for our previous seasons and the one that I got grabbed for this season... He's on there along with Deku, which suggests he's a major character. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll be uh, diving in, diving into it uh, right now. So we'll see you after the binge. While the binge is happening, thanks for listening to our podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and spread the word. You can reach us on social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio podcast family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Girls Who Like, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC radio on Patreon. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. So, kicking off. Season four with Woo. filler time. <laughs> uh, just a little bit, and then you're just smack dab into a, they, they throw a start. You, they throw you right into the into the next story arc with uh, the Shie Hasaikai um, and and everything. Yakuza group. The yeah Yakuza group uh, that's been causing some. Well, they they're sort of small timers, but well, I mean compared to you know compared super to the villains. villains, yeah. Well, super villains in general. Yeah. Well. That's not to say that they're not supervillains. They're just they've been biding their time. <laughs> it seems like. Well, with, uh, overhaul has. Remember, he overhaul, says he's yeah. number two. He's number two. Yeah, that's 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 a fair point. But yeah, the first episode of the season was just like a little bit of filler, uh, sort of reintroducing you to everybody in Class One A and who they are, what their quirk is, um, or at least what the quirk is as far as the reporter that we're seeing this all from's perspective, because he doesn't know it. Deku's uh, ability is really he just yeah. he just thinks it's a basic strengthening quirk or power quirk like uh, you know that just makes him stronger without realizing that it's no it's literally all might's power yeah um, so a, a little interesting thing about that character he was never in the manga at all yeah he was made up for that episode. And it freaked people out, thinking, like, wait a minute, if that's the kind of quirk that can exist, 
Yeah. If you ever noticed his one eye, pretty much is a camera. Uh, I did. It was his I left eye. I do think I noticed that his eyes appeared different, but I couldn't tell if that was a legitimate thing or if it was just an art style thing. I, I think it has to do with some of his his quirk. Yeah, because the reporter's quirk, uh, he literally can make a lens appear anywhere on his body. Uh, and not just all the same kind, because it was like multiple different multiple. types of cameras. And he can then print the photo right on <laughs> <through> his chest. <laughs> like, and it basically the... means he can take a selfie without needing a phone. <laughs> just literally just pull, you know, pull his hand out. Pull his hand out. Which he did in the episode. Yeah, I know. That's why I was commenting on it. But after that filler, we then got thrown straight into the work study arc, um, which is what I'm just going to call it for the time for the moment. Because uh, at the end of the last season. Uh, 1A was told, so now that you have your provisional hero licenses, you can go and do work studies. Uh, no, you can't do it with the heroes that you interned with last year. Because they have to have a, a higher qualification rating right. or something. And, and that was literally because uh, of all of the security issues that UA had been having so far, and all the problems that, or at least all of the trouble that had fallen on Class 1A, they were basically told, you need to go to an agency that has a proven track record with uh, work studies. And not everybody was able to find one right away. But yeah. Deku called up Gran Torino, was like, hey, can I... Can I uh, work study with you and Gran Torino after messing with him? <laughs> it's just like, sorry, I've been pulled into helping the police with a, with a with this investigation. I won't have time. Uh, but why don't you try reaching out to All Might's former sidekick? Night Eye. Night Eye. And uh, Deku goes to All Might about it. All Might's like, yeah, no, I don't really want to, you know. He gave him like a few reasons. He gave him some reasons, but it was also, but also it was like, also I don't really want to talk to that guy. Um, so you know, personal reasons going on there, but um, which we find out I think in the next episode. Yeah, we our next yeah episode or two. It was a, a couple episodes later that All Might finally came came clean with why, but uh, Deku, uh, well, All Might called Mirio in to. Uh, meet with Deku and basically is like, what do you think, uh, if, would he be a good fit with Night Eye? And it's just sort of like, yeah, I can, I can make the introductions. And, but let's rewind a little bit because we also saw Shigaraki in the League of Villains oh, yeah. overhaul. And overhaul basically, you know, said, I didn't come here to join up with you. I just came, came around to tell you, tell you guys why you're, why you are not, Oh, mainly he wanted it there. He wanted them to join under him mm -hmm. because of their yeah, um, he wanted name recognition. Of, he wanted the League of Villains to join the Shie Hasaikai uh, so that they would lend their uh, credibility, as it were, their reputation, rather, yeah. to the Shia, to the Hasaikai, and basically called out uh, Shigaraki on not really having a plan. It's like your plan. It's like you have you have a goal, but you don't have a plan to make it happen. And a goal without a plan is just a wish. <laughs> and that sort of pissed off the League of Villains. Magna tried to attack him, and Ooh. 
we got to Overhaul see. Overhaul just basically took one of his gloves off, scratched him briefly on the arm. Not even with a fingernail or anything. It was just like the tip of his finger. Yeah, just across sort of brushed him with his finger, and God. Magna's whole whole upper, whole upper half of his body just exploded. In like not like boom with flames, but like it swelled up and just went and burst. And it was gone. Yeah. And Mr. Compress moved in and, you know, they tried to warn him off, but... He uh, got shot coming in on him, too. Yeah, and then it turned out, nope, uh, Overhaul didn't come alone. He, uh, one of his guys had a gun and base, and shot Mr. Compress in the arm with it and his quirk would not activate. With a dart, we didn't know what it was until... Yeah. Three episodes later. Yep, and again, uh, Overhaul touched his arm, and his arm exploded, uh, but just the arm. And then one of uh, Overhaul's goons got in the way when Shigaraki moved in. So now there's a was thing. That, about, it was Shigaraki, wasn't it? Like he grabbed him. Yeah, the the goon when uh, Shigaraki was coming after Overhaul, uh, yeah, Overhaul he, yelled. I think it sounded shield. like he said "shield," and then a guy jumped from the the roof, dropped in, and. Shigaraki just took all straight four, up, straight up, all of his fingers and just his, touched them with his uh, bad touch quirk and disintegrated his ass. Yep. Well, here's the thing, and then, and then overall, is just basically like we're done here. Turns and leaves, tosses his card on the ground. It's and like walks if you away. you change your mind, yeah. Well, he also said we should take take a breather because we've lost people on both sides. Mm-hmm. We should probably, uh, you know. And, Not just have a well, complete bloodbath. But it was during that scene also that Overhaul pointed out that there was a power vacuum in uh, the Hero Society on both sides. Because All Might and All for One. All Might had be, had been forced to retire and expose his expose his, I mean, with, his one withered all, form, oh, and yeah. on All for One had been defeated oh, and thrown in prison, uh, and basically. Uh, Overhaul was uh, was like I'm interested. I'm more interested. Everyone is talking about who's going to replace All Might. I'm more interested in who's going to replace All for One. Um, and the fact that Overhaul seemed to be uh, putting himself forward for that sort of Shigaraki got pissed and said, Shigaraki I am got pissed. Yeah, he's like, you I'm know who my over. master is. <laughs> and that's what sort of led to the fight. But one thing I I, I want to mention about how Overhaul did it. He did the same thing, but with different outcomes, to both Magna and Compress. He touched Magna, blew up the upper half. Mm -hmm. Compress, he only took off his arm. The reason being, Magna was aggressive. Mm -hmm. He didn't want that kind of aggression on him, because he knew if Magna was to touch him, he'd inflict some kind of pain or Uh hurt him of any kind if he would let him. Um, but compress, compress. He even says, "I got to contain him." Not like I'm going to kill you. I'm going to do something. He just wanted the blood to stop. So instead of you know completely annihilating him, so how his quirk affects you depends on the level of aggression being displayed. I'm thinking that he has full control over it. I imagine overall does have control over it. Oh, he he has a lot of control over it. You have no idea. Well, <laughs> but, let, me, but, let, me, let me hazard a little bit of a guess about uh, some more aspects of his personality from what I saw over the five episodes that we, that we watched. Uh, or rather four, because he wasn't really in the filler episode at all. Um, and that's that... I think it, you know, 
because there was a thing that they basically explained uh, when they flashed back to the, you know, just the petty criminals that they took down at the end of last season, the guys that that robbed the convenience store of the ATM. Okay. And, and we when we saw them, they were all like scorched by Dobby, wasn't it? No, that was somebody. That was a different group of group of nobodies. Okay. Dobby, we did see because Dobby they mentioned uses, burnt up money, and I was like. Did overhaul go through there afterwards? Uh, I don't know, but I I assumed that overhaul stopped those petty thugs because I think that might have just been a territory thing. Like these these guys moved in and tried to rob people in our territory, so we're going to put them down and we're going to put them down hard. But when we saw them I, at, at the time, I thought you know they killed them all. But then we found out here that no, they're still alive. They were. They had just been paralyzed with pain, and when the police came to find them, it's like a whole bunch of like little issues that they'd had, like little illnesses, cavities, like cavities and scars, stuff, and scars and, and everything, were all gone. And when we saw uh, him take down Magna and compress, and also the one thug that works for him. That you know, basically, it failed him, and we saw him like take the guy out because he was supposed to be watching Ari. He was supposed to be watching Ari. We'll get to her in a minute. Uh, we saw you saw those like boils or something on his skin for a moment. I it almost seems like he's taking when he takes or uses his ability on them. He can he has fine control over it. Can like paralyze them if that's all he want, wants to do. And if not, then he. Basically, does an overhaul on them, but by doing so, it affects him in some some respect. I think it's when he uses his ability, he takes on something else, not necessarily from them. And with a lot of his talk of like uh, filth and unclean and unclean stuff, definitely ties in with his whole plague doctor aesthetic with the masks and the masks that the rest of the Hasaikai wear. Um, but I'm still, you know, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll get a better explanation of how it all works in a future episode. But that's that's just my guess right now from what I've seen and what I can sort of pick up. But, uh, um, I don't know if they fully explain the uh, repercussions because it seems like a lot of the the way this universe works, thankfully, has each quirk isn't like an unbeatable god type quirk. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not stepping I into do, the deep world of DC. And, yeah. whoa, wow. Bob. Superman has two two weaknesses. Uh, well, three, Rocks and magic. Uh, yeah, space <laughs> rocks, magic. And technically, uh, mental attacks. Because he doesn't really have any sort of shield against those. Well, mental attacks most of the time come literally magical. Yeah, but... It's um, funny, Zatanna could take his ass out. Well, but um, <laughs> Max Lord in the comics was able to take mental, con- was able to take telepathic control over him. Huh. That was a, that was a thing that happened in the comics. Uh, it was before the New Fifty Two thing happened. But, New Fifty Two made him like a hundred times stronger. Well, but it, at the time, he basically nobody realized that he had done it. Like mm. he had secretly gotten gotten mind control on Soups, and was using him to basically have him. Fighting uh, somebody, but going using almost close, using like more strength than he normally does. And when they found out that it was because of him, Wonder Woman basically 
you know, had him like tied up in, in the lasso and was like, I think it was, he was tied up in the lasso and tried to get him to, re, to release control. And he said, I'm never going to let him go. And so she snapped his neck. Damn. Yeah, that was a that had, was an act that had some major repercussions. I was actually expecting that to happen in Wonder Woman eighty four um, at one point. I I had I had never thought that would even come close to happening. But at any rate, they played it well, so especially because st- they'd already done the neck snap thing with uh, Zod. Well, it wasn't even that. It was how how the ending of the movie started becoming. It was too. They were getting too, too very too very no. Too very cliche when Wonder Woman was talking right at the damn screen. Yeah, but at, but anyway, that's a different back, getting, back, getting back, getting back to yeah, getting back to my hero academia. We spent like an hour and a half on our uh, my, on our Wonder Woman eighty four uh, talk, and we spent maybe thirty minutes of it talking about the movie. <laughs> yes, anything else would be better. Uh, well, yeah, it's just Road ended up rambling about about all sorts of other stuff. It was fine, but uh, back to my hero. Well, we were just getting to the point of like they have a lot of drawbacks to yeah, almost drawbacks, all their abil- everybody's their, their abilities and, every, and everything. I do appreciate like Sarah probably has a limitation on how much he can do, and they even mentioned that when they were doing the um, when they were at the uh, training training in, in the, the summer camp. Yeah, the, well, the summer camp, and I'm sure in the gym he was also working on finding new ways to use his. Uh, well, those were special abilities. Yeah, but even so, you want to figure out the limitations of what you can do and and everything. It's like with Mirio's quirk. It's like his quirk is somewhat limited, but it's just like he has learned fine control over it and learned how to use it in in all sorts of in in to the be- to the absolute best of his ability, which makes it appear very strong. But it does have these drawbacks. He is you know, so we were on the overhaul and well, yeah, and um, so the yes. Yeah, you know, overhaul and the rest of the Saikai that were with him, they leave. Uh, they toss, uh, he tosses his card down. It's just for, like a change of mind, give us a call. Meanwhile, Deku is brought to meet with Sir Nighteye. Huh. And Mirio basically says, if you can make him laugh, then, uh, then you're, then you're golden. And they, you know, I like how <laughs> Mario tells him like the moment before they walk through the door or as they walk through the door. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah, and way to prepare Deku, him. Deku man. tries to uh, tries to break <laughs> the ice by doing an All Might impression by literally like screwing up his face to try to scrunching his face, scrunching his face up to look like uh, to look like All Might's and doing like an All Might voice. And Night and Sir Night Eyes' response is like, "How dare you? <laughs> You're mocking All Might." And he's like, "Oh shit!" Uh, and the, yeah, and it the response way. is just, "No, he's not funny." <laughs> <laughs> I lost my shit about that every single time. It was, it was just it was, so the nothing. It's not against it. It was the best part because he was dramatic saying it. No, it's not funny. It's not funny. Um, now, to Deku's credit, he very quickly manages to recover by uh, when Sir Night Eyes tries to dismiss him. He brings up like the uh, well. Vinegar. First, Night Eyes like you. You want me? You expect me to think that you're. Trying to do an All Might impersonation, his crow's feet are his crow's feet are nearly that. that it's like even even in the bootleg toys, even the bootleg they do toys that, get, that, that right. that, can get that right. And then Deku was just like the Vinegar River rescue, and tells a story about when he rescued this kid who could turn any any liquid into uh, into into a, into another, 
uh, and was like drowning in a river, but turned the river into vinegar. So all night dives in to save him, and then is and then has to give like a little press conference. Tears are pouring down his face, <laughs> still smiling sh- though because it's that all shit night. in your eyes, man. And uh, you know, he's like, "You remember what he said after that?" It's like. My, my skin hasn't felt this good in ten years, or something like no, that. No, skin feels ten years younger. Ten years younger, that's what it was. And that seems to impress, impress him. Because uh, he's a super fanboy as yeah, well. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, he's a huge fanboy. has all my posters and stuff all over the all over the office. Even and, an unreleased ten-year anniversary. And, and the unreleased ten-year anniversary poster. And so Deku, you know, he's like, he agrees to at least hear Deku out. Deku... Uh, and it seems like uh, Night Eyes is going to stamp the contract to take him on. And then it's just like... Constantly hitting No, he like taps table. it down next to the paper, but not on it. And, he and just he's like, this is me rejecting you. No, he just kept <laughs> and he doing kept, like this. He kept tapping it the whole time. Just tap, tap, tap. And basically explaining why. Uh, but he gives Deku like three minutes to try to take... He's like, but... You could take if you can take the uh, the stamp from me and stamp the contract uh, in three minutes, and you know, he, sends, take he you. sends Mirio and his sidekick Bubble Girl out of the room, and he tells him, "Don't worry about messing up the office." <laughs> and he's like, because, right. "Well," and we find out later because his quirk, foresight, basically lets him see the future. For. Uh, Upwards of an hour, at least. Like, I think it's strongest within an hour. Yeah. It's like he can see with perfect clarity exactly what's going to happen in an hour. So that with means... regards to one person, at least. <laughs> and that means with three minutes, no chance. No chance. And we're told that it's based on whether he can make eye contact with somebody and if he can touch them. Which he did well, at he the did, very he beginning. Did both. He did both when he was messing with his face, saying yeah. about the crows po- poking at poking at Deku's face, which and was it was just perfect. Mm-hmm. He had an exact reason to touch him, and Deku basically goes uh, goes like Gran Torino style, like trying to ricochet around the room to try to grab him, and Night Eyes is just basically sidestepping him easily. Just, Casually, too. And explaining, like, literally that he can see everything that he's going to do. And Deku knows what his quirk is, too. So he's, like, trying to figure out some way around it. But he's, you know... He doesn't know how it works. He doesn't know the exact details of how it works. And he's trying to, like, figure... He's stalling at times, trying to think his way around it and getting called out for it by, by Night Eyes as well. To his credit, he does try to, like... Throw a, like a bunch of papers into the air to thinking it's line of sight. Thinking it's line of sight based, which it's not. <laughs> nope, it's that moment he locks eyes. He's got you. Yep. And uh, he's got you for three minutes of playtime. Yep, three minutes <laughs> of playtime. But and when the time finally and f- at one point, like Deku finally like smacks into the wall face first. <laughs> Poor Deku. And and that was when it was over. That, that was when time was up. And then uh, Deku points out that it's like I didn't hit the wall that way because I because I froze up. It's because I didn't want to hit the poster. And that's when Night Eye realizes that for all of those ricochets around the room, he had been exceedingly careful not to damage, damage any, any of the All, all Might merchandise. merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> and Night Eye was actually impressed by that. <laughs> it's like, like holy shit! With that speed, 
how he ricocheted and trying to get and around like, everything while you, at the same while you're time. Still, while you still didn't really have a plan, you were still able to avoid damaging it. Those no, things. he said you even while while making your plan, you did that plus not missed all this stuff plus got it that fast. Now he did also uh, during all that time reveal he knows about one for all. He knows how it works. Even told and he knows it, how it's passed on. He wanted it to be Mario. Yeah, he wanted it to be Mirio Togata and basically called Deku unworthy. And basically, while he agreed to let Deku come on... And he mentioned he agreed bef- only even when Mario was like, I'm bringing him. He was like, all right, cool, bring him in. He'd already he, agreed to take him on. Yep. Or already decided to take him on. But He just he, wanted to see the extent of like, why, what would make All Might t- Why did All take Might him? choose you? And basically, it became clear to Deku that's like the only reason he's here is because he wants me to quit and pass one for all on to Mirio. Possibly, he he's thinking it's going to be that Nadai wants to break him down to the point of yeah, let me just give it to Mario now. Um, but you know he is he did basically stamp the contract. Deku did at least, um, and. We find, and then later we find out that, um, well, uh, Hado and uh, what was it? Amajiki. Amajiki is the other is the other one of the big three, right? It is Amajiki. I think Sun Eater. Sun Eater. Yeah. We just call him Sun Eater. Yeah, Sun Eater works better. Um, he's the emo one of the big three. Uh, you know, obviously they're all they're also in work studies. Things. His weakness, lack of confidence. Yeah. Um, Hado is with Ryukyu, the dragon hero. Yep. And Sun Eater is with Fat Gum, uh, yep. the BMI hero. <laughs> I just like that they all had those those sorts of like little nicknames about their about their hero names. You know, the BMI hero, the <laughs> where it has like this kind the of the flame gear. hero endeavor. <laughs> The explosion hero, King, King Explosion Murder. <laughs> it's bad that I know what his actual hero name is now. Uh, don't, don't. I know. Tell. Is this something that's actually been in the in the show, or is this something that manga. was spoiled for you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but thanks, Google News. Yeah. Um, but uh, with all of that, uh, with the. 1A is basically having trouble finding agencies that meet the qualifications that they need. And Red Riot is uh, basically uh, goes to meet with Sun Eater. It's like, can you introduce me to your... Or was it a case of he was invited to join? Uh, well, when we saw in the most recent episode, it looked like he like begged him to take him into the, okay. the agency think, he was at. Yeah, and I think it was actually Hado had asked... Uraraka and Froppy to uh, uh, meet with her, to meet with her hero. Yep. Okay, that's what it was. <clears throat> I can't but, wait to so you can see the uh, when, the other uh, hero, the the what they can actually do. The two pro heroes. Oh, Ryukyu and uh, Fat. Yeah, you need to see what she gum? can do. Yeah, you'll be able to see hers. In well, we sort of saw next... Fat Gums, but you basically implied while we were watching it way <laughs> more than that. <laughs> there, there's a reason why he eats so much. Okay. Um, but we found out that Sir Night Eye's agency is working with the police to investigate the Shea Hasakai. And 
he basically says, we're going to go on patrol. I'll take Bubble Girl. Uh, Mirio, you take... Uh, they, went, they went to go stake out the... The, the Hasaikai's headquarters. Yep. And basically told Mirio, you take, De- you take uh, Midoriya. Just do a patrol. Do a, just do a patrol. Uh, you know, don't... If you see him... And he held up a picture of Overhaul. You know, did don't actually raise reveal what his real name what his real name is Kai Cheesecake. Cheesecake. That's what I think so. That's how that's how they were pronouncing it. So I think uh, I think so. Uh, basically, don't uh, let don't arouse his suspicions, or he'll go to ground, and we'll never fu- we'll never get him get him in public again. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, the very first thing that, that that practically happens while they're out on patrol is they run into him. Well, it's more like they run into Ari. His daughter runs his into quote unquote daughter, uh, who is also all over a lot of the promotional art for this season that I've seen. Promotional art and, and the all intro. over the intro and, and the outro. The intro. Uh, she is this little girl with pale hair and red eyes. I think albino, presumably, and has a little, has like this horn growing off the just top one, of her. just the one horn off, off to the off, side, off, off one side, not like the Oni style uh, single one, but. Like she's got like a little de- little demon horn thing, but only the one. Um, and she runs into Deku and basically just sort of clings to him in absolute terror as Overhaul just calmly just walks out, out of the alleyway. Like, walks out of the alley. It's just like don't don't make don't interrupt the heroes while in, during their important their important work or something like that. It's like you don't want to bother the heroes, do you? Mm. And. You know, Mirio managed. You know, they try. Mirio tries really good at really good at trying to was trying trying to deflect everything. Just sort of anything, anything, because he's like, this is going to seriously compromise our investigation. Yep. If if uh, this goes wrong, or if he gets suspicious of things, and Deku is trying to, he's heroing it up. Man, he's heroing it up, but he realizes this little girl is terrified. She She won't let go. (laughs) She's like trembling. She won't let go of me, and. He has. He's like, he what has, have you done to her? She's covered in. He has hero syndrome. Strong. He wants. He's like, this is a little girl who is scared and in trouble. Covered in bandages. Covered in bandages. And she asks, you know, please don't let go. Please don't let. Uh, like, please help me. It's like, yeah, something. Essentially, like she was saying, help me. And that's the sort of thing that any hero worth their worth their salt is going to try to do. And. Deku's basically trying not to arouse suspicion, but you know, basically asks what's going on, why she got all these bandages, and and he's and Overhaul sort of looks at him, and you can tell he's like, I, this is making things complicated now. But he's like, this isn't something that should be discussed in public. Let's you know, follow me, and we can talk about this in private. Walking down an alley, the dark and, alley, a dark alley, and. The little girl sees him starting to reach to take off one of his gloves. Oh, he already had, he had his finger in the, the bottom yeah, of his left-hand glove going to take it off, like, and right she, there. And she immediately lets go of Deku. And, and runs up to him. And runs up to him, like, apologizing. And Mirio and Deku realize, we're sort of walking into a trap situation here. I'm pretty sure Mario knew. Mirio well. absolutely knew it, but Deku, I think, sort of read the signs off of Mirio's, how Mirio immediately stopped and... They had no choice but to disengage. In all but honesty, the problem was, Ari 
stayed stuck in Deku's head and has been messing with his concentration ever since. Oh, so he's worried about her. Yeah, because that, that's, that's a that's true what, hero. That is a true hero, exactly. Um, and it's tearing him up inside that he can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. He's like, I had her. I could have gotten away with her. And thinking about it, Deku could have charged up and gotten the hell out of there real quick. Mario could have went through a wall or something and got away. But we don't know all of Overhaul's ability, right? Like we've only seen him explode they people. Didn't know what his what his quirk is. No. Um, so we we know he's exploded people, but what else can he do? Exactly. Um, but beca- and it's because of uh, Ares' whole situation messing with Deku's head, and uh, all the you know the stress that you know Night Eye basically. Telling him you're Tell unworthy. Him let it go. <laughs> well, also, like later on, he's being told he's not. Like, during that, he was not worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, don't fuck up this investigation. It's, it's just uh, like directly you know, from how arrogant are you that you think you can that you can just you think you are capable of saving saving any anybody that right you now. Want, you know anybody that you want right now. Um, and so he, but that makes Deku go to All Might. It's like. You need to tell me why uh, you don't want to talk to Night Eye anymore. Because, you know, it's like you're holding back a secret here. It's clearly affected your relationship with him, and therefore it's affecting affecting his relationship with me. Yeah. And he basically admits that uh, when he got injured, that's when they're. That he was a fanboy of All Might's even before uh, he was brought on as. Took him on as a sidekick. Um, and also, all I'm mentioning, he never he always worked alone. But it was like working with him really helped out. You know, with his he was the brains to my, to, to my to operation. Bronze. No, he said to my operation, uh, not the not the brains to my to my brawn sort of thing. It's just sort of like <laughs> he made his his hero work more efficient sort of thing. Is was how I read it. But when All Might got injured, uh, that's when they had their break. Because All Might wanted to basically keep doing hero work until well, he also, absolutely. Well, also, Night read him. Yeah, All Might used said, "Never use your quirk on me." Yeah, All Might used. Uh, well, yeah, Night Eyes used his quirk on All Might, which he didn't like, but he used it and spooled it out as far as he could, like six or to seven. To see years, how long. To see how long All Might could basically keep going the way he wanted to go. And I think that was after he was injured because he was like. Mm-hmm. How long can you keep this up, kind of thing? Yep, and he basically advocated for All Might retiring immediately, at the height of everything, and let somebody else step up to become number to become number one, like immediately. Pass it on now. So. Pass it on now before you get too too weak, uh, before you know, because that way you'll see. The worst the part was piece. this was a fight that he had previously with. Uh, all for one. Mm. Because that was the injury that he took from the side. Yep. And they had presumed him dead. Yep. At the time. So. And All Might just basically was like, and how long uh, is it going to take for somebody to step up to become the new number one? Uh, how many people are going to suffer and get hurt and or die because I'm not there? But here's the problem with that. He shouldn't hold all that on his own shoulders. He is the is, number one, exactly. but there are, out of the top ten, there's at least nine others, and a 
bunch of different agencies that can take over and step up. Yes, and it's a situ- it's one of those situations where it's like both sides have a point. It's like you can sort of see where All Might's coming from, even if it's not a burden that he should take on. Also, completely. a lot of it has has to do with his pride. Yes, there's that has also. nothing to do with his fame. But at the same to do time, with money. Night Eye had his own, had had a point as well. It's just sort of like. You don't have to keep doing this, and if you keep going like this, you're going to die a very gruesome death. And when Deck and that Ooh. that re- revelation is what uh, started sort of freaked out Deku for a moment, because it's sort of like he'd sort of known uh, in an abstract sense that it was going to ha- that death was is a part of life, but now it's like he's confronted with the fact that my hu- my my hero my idol, my mentor. My hero that is a teacher at my academia. My hero academia (laughs) um, is going to die. And All Might basically said, I'm that's one reason I'm I'm still pushing to try to improve myself and try to recover so so I'm not in in crippling pain sort of stuff from all of his injuries. Uh, Because I want to sort of defy that fate that he's going to take over. And, and he, he needs he wants to get there, and that's why he's still pushing himself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, so they had their little moments, just like Deku's like, I'm gonna keep keep uh, striving to get better to try to help forestall that fate for you. And I was like, why don't you just call him up, uh, call up Night Eyes, and apologize, and you know, make up with him? Then he could use his quirk on you again, and we can find out <laughs> if we've beaten that fate. <laughs> uh. I mean, it makes it makes sense, except for the fact that. I think both both All Might and Night Eyes would probably start screaming at each other about something. I don't know about screaming. It's just like, yeah, they you would... fool mm-hmm. for continuing this crap and, and putting yourself in the position you're yeah. in. And I, What am I supposed to do? Leave the people out there? Um, and then we saw um, Shigaraki come to meet with Overhaul in the middle of the Hasaikai headquarters. You know, and... He basically said, I'm not looking to join you so much as a, partnership. a joint partnership. Uh, basically, it's like, you need our rep reputation. To, we need more members. And we need more members. So, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, sort of thing. Um, and he says, we'll still do our thing, but we will help you. Mm-hmm. We will use our reputation to help you. And you, in turn, will... Provide us with some of your members. It's for kind of our a operations. toxic partnership. In it a is sense. absolutely a top toxic partnership. Anything with Shigaraki involves is a toxic partnership because he has just as much pride as All Might does. Yeah, although he sure, sure you know, does. But you know, and that's going to lead to problems. You just know it. But he also asked for like details on what Overhaul's plan is because he then holds up the, the dart, dart that was used. And he on says compress can't couldn't use his powers for a while. So this is somehow factors into your plan, and I want to know what it is, which oh. is a completely valid. I want to talk about what it is too so badly. But Don't tell me because we'll be we'll continue binging. Uh, Hopefully, in the next couple days. next next few days, uh, and so we saw a little bit of uh, Najire and uh, Uravity and uh, Froppy doing some hero work with. Uh, uh, she she took down two colossal uh, people with yeah, one blast. Yeah, two well, like, one was two a shark. like bad guys with uh, 
gigantification quirks that were that were infighting amongst different uh, villain clans. Yep, and Najire just comes up, uses her quirk to take to knock them down, and then Aravity and Froppy basically did a team up move. To use a bunch of meteor strike, to meteor so strike. <laughs> it's she like floated a bunch of rocks into the air and Froppy just tongue whipped them in. <laughs> As she released the quirks, so it has extra more momentum, impact. Yeah, um, and uh, they were basically told that they were going to be teaming up with Night Eyes Agency to uh, help with the, invest- he help with the investigation. Out. Time for a team up. <laughs> Sidebar. <laughs> well, he also called up Fat Gum's agency too. Uh, but I think that didn't happen until later, uh, later in the episode, because we then uh, diverged over to follow what's going on with Red Riot uh, with uh, Sun Eater and Fat Gum, where they're basically just sort of patrolling the three of them. Fat Gum is just sort of eating at various little like little restaurants, and uh, I like the one call out, and someone's like, "Hey." Fat, come meet at our restaurant. He's like, like I'll come tomorrow. on tomorrow. <laughs> um, and then, and then we just saw some some thugs uh, <laughs> running because uh, they've been caught doing something. And they were dealing like there was a, a seemed like another infighting between a couple more couple gangs. more uh, gangs, and they literally run straight into Fat Gum, who just <laughs> sort of like bear hugs them and uh, squeezes them into submission. One starts to get away. And uh, then we find out what uh, Sun Eater's quirk is. He is literally what he eats. You are what you eat, mister. He, uh, his quirk manifest allows him to manifest like parts from animals and stuff that he eats. So it's like he had some be. calamari so he can do like tentacles from his fingers. He had some, cl- he had some clams so he can use... Like, use uh, Turn his palm into a clam. Into a clam, to a just, giant clam shell. Just crack which he that said is good for head. defense and offense. And he had some fried chicken, so he can make like a chicken claw and, and he sprout had a, a wing. <laughs> <laughs> sprout wings. He's like, I think the wing is overdoing it because he didn't need it in that yeah. situation. Um, and he still has uh, major, major confidence issues. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my god. And everybody surrounded him were saying they're, how they're, cool they're all he like, was. Yeah, they're talking about how cool he is and he just sort of pulls his hood down or like faces the wall. It's like, too many people, too many people. <laughs> well, he also had the thing when he stepped on the guy. He's like, one called him a freak when he grabbed him at first. And he's like, mm-hmm. I was like, this bird freak over here. And he's like, and then it turns out there was one more guy that had sort of faded into the crowd, but he pulls out a gun and shoots. Well, first Fat Gum notices the shine from the gun mm-hmm. and or the glare. He's got a gun, and the guy shoots Amajiki, you know, Sun Eater. Uh, Took the took the shot for uh, Red Riot, which he really didn't need to do. Because Red I don't know Riot, if he took the shot for Red Riot or he would just happen to be there. But whatever the case, it, it Red was Riot a, took the second shot hmm. on purpose. Yeah, uh, but it turns out that he was shooting some of those power suppression darts, and he used it on Sun Eater, who suddenly couldn't use his quirk at all. At like all. it was like he was starting to try, and then it started to regress. And he tried That's to shoot it. Red Riot, and Red Riot has hardened court, so it literally just bounced off. Pinged off his head. He's like, "All right, I got your ass," and chased him down into an alley. And of course, him being a rookie, he's just trying to do his best mm-hmm. and he's not listening to. to his, you know, his hero. He's supposed to be listening to. He's like, "Yeah, don't, don't go do that." But he he chased him down, and 
the guy's, you know, trips and falls and is like sobbing and, you know, whimpering about, you know, he's like, I just wanted to help my buds. <laughs> I just want to be as strong as them. If I ran with some strong people, I could be stronger. And, and you know, he's and, like, and Red oh, Ryan's just like, he's such a good here. guy. He's, yeah, he's like, he's trying to he's help such the a guy nice out. Guy. The guy's just like, uh, just completely, uh, just then reveals, yeah, no. Pulls out another, like, syringe. No, no, he, <laughs> he swings at him first. He swings at him. And he... That's when before. That's when he got knocked down and then started sobbing because yeah. he has he can only get a ten centimeter blade. Yeah, like box cutters popping out of his arm when he went to hit him, and he's like, "Well, we're mismatched, dude. Don't worry about it. We'll come along. Let's let's do this quietly. We don't. No one has to get hurt or anything." He's like, "Well, I've, there's other ways I can get strong or something like that." Jabs himself with his syringe, which has a power enhancing drug in it, and. It was like Moonfish, only from uh, his whole body, from instead. everywhere instead of just from his mouth. <laughs> and yeah, he uh, his blades were sharp enough that they were actually starting to cut Red Riot. And yeah, he was, like, was regular hard. It was like cutting cutting into the buildings around them as well. <clears throat> and Red Riot's like, I need to stop this guy, or you know, because if he gets out into the public, a lot of people are going to get hurt. And he's like telling all the civilians that are there, it's like, get back, you know, get get to safety. And the they're guy, just in awe. It's mean, just like it's hero society. People want to see what happens, even if their life's in danger. Yep. And, and so Red Riot's just like defending himself against all these blades shooting at him, and then basically goes plus ultra with his quirk, <laughs> mentioning how he's always behind everyone else and and had did special training. Yep, the special training. And then there's a for... flashback, and this is where I start saying it stopped making me like Bakugo. Bakugo. <laughs> because he said a compliment, not a backhanded compliment, to Red Riot when he was feeling at his lowest. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, what can I do? I, I'm a close range. All you guys have long range and, and can do everything at any distance, pretty much. Yeah. And what can I do? And, and Bakugo just points out uh, the cavalry battle. It's like, it's like, what did you say to me during the cavalry before battle? Before the cavalry battle. It's like, you need a strong front horse, and that's me. You need a tank, pretty and, much. He's like, yeah. be that bulldozer. And that, that was another thing that uh, during the training for the provisional licensing exam, when they were all working on like ultimate moves, All Might basically just said, stop, trying to th- stop thinking small with your quirk. Be a bulldozer. <laughs> and so he goes like, you know, super hard <laughs> with all of his quirk. And, you know, it's, it was like seeing what it turned, what he turned into. I was like, Dude, his we were... teeth even turned into stone. It was so crazy. Yeah, his we were... eyeballs, yeah, his eyeballs like turned spiky. Not like so not nuts. like the you no, know, like the pupils in his eyes. I, we should say the pupils and, and irises no, in his eyes went all. All of his eyes hardened. Like even the white, everything hardened. Yeah. It was so crazy. And looking. we were both just like Jesus. <laughs> and I've seen it twice before. And, and seeing it again, it's still a, a holy fuck moment. Yeah, and he just basically starts charging through the blades. The thug realizes that he's you know can't hurt him, so he just basically tries focuses to all the focuses blades, all of them forward, and he just continues charging, he, breaking he just through the elbows level. through him, and just clocks the crap out out of him. Yeah, just literally punches the dude straight in the gut and tries to basically sympathize with the guy, and the guy's like, nobody cares about your sob story. <laughs> And tries to use his blades to like catapult himself out of there. Because he started to cry, and he's like, "Oh man, not again!" Yeah. And he's like, "You sucker! I'm just gonna get out and cause as much and chaos as I can." Just grabs him. <laughs> he just like leaps sideways down the alleyway and catches him. 
As you see him catch him, you see he's trying to use all the blades to get out of fat gum, and he's just like not giving a shit. Nothing can move the blob. <laughs> um, and all the civilians were like, you know. Well, what's like, your what? hero name? Yeah, what's your hero name? You're damn sure I'm going to remember that. <laughs> Like, He's suddenly becoming famous. Yeah, famous. <laughs> I love the my best the best part after all of this was them back mentioning at, back it at the dorm. back at the dorm, showing off the news articles on their phones to each other. Was it at the dorm or was it at school? It was, it was, it was in the classroom. Yeah, because uh, you know they showed off. You know that uh, Red Riot had gotten had gotten some headlines. So had Uravity and Froppy. And uh, and that, Bakugo is just like. Argh! <laughs> Damn, Shut up already! <laughs> because he and he and Shoto are still trying to get their license <laughs> licenses, so, so they, they can, can actually do something. Yeah, so they can actually do something. Um, yeah, but like you said, uh, they're they're sure to point out that there are like drawbacks to to all their quirks. Well, he even mentioned with his hardening of like getting the, the, going the, to that level. The unstoppable mode is he can only do it for like thirty to forty seconds. For now. Yeah, for now. But it's that's just, just like heroes. They they train and train and train and train until they can get it to where it is. The drawbacks are less. control on everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're building up to something with the whole Hasekai uh, stuff going on. Well, it's going to get big. Airy is apparently a key component of whatever Overhaul's plan is. Oh, you saw the chair. You, mm-hmm. That chair has some it. unpleasant connotations to it. Any sort of thing like that in the presence of a villain who... Uh, uh, so is there the, any anything do you think hmm. about maybe what about his uh, cronies' abilities? Well, the shoot, the one that I nicknamed Shooter, the one that uh, the, in, in the hood that had the They gun. mentioned his name, but only um, slightly in the very episode I, you well, saw. Well, I'm... Yeah, when he's br- when he first like uh, brings in Shigaraki, I think he called him Chrono, and then later when they identified him and the little guy Mimic, uh, they uh, revealed like said like Chronostasis, and there was like Shige Hisaikai something or other like Enforcer or whatever. Um, so that sort of implies that he has some sort of time stop ability. Because you noticed when um, Compress was like. Centimeters away, he suddenly froze in, in place. He was same still, thing with he was Magna. Still aware of what was going on, but same with Magna. Yep, Magna got close, and then all of a sudden, bloop. And it, it seems like it's momentary, but I can't remember exactly how his quirk works. And mimic can apparently mimic at least a crab sort of thing. He like grew like a big like, he like crab grew arm a gigantic arm and just grabbed him by the neck. If, you know, I jotted down notes on some of the Saikai guys. Oh, we'll see a lot more house. of them coming I'm sure up. We, I'm sure we will, but it's like, I because we don't, I didn't have names, I just wanted to jot down like notes on who they were. Big so guy, like, little so guy. I, like, <laughs> I had like, Bane was like the big guy. Because, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I also got Master Blaster vibes from uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Because... <laughs> Because Mimic was riding on Bane's shoulders, so that's why, you know, my notes, I just wrote him down as Master Blaster, because that was how I was going to... I didn't look close enough, but was he riding on something, or did he create that with his body? With what? Mimic. 
Think about it. If he could make that giant-sized arm out of himself, was could he the, make was, a full was, body? Was, was Bane just like... He was, he was on top of me. I don't think he ever hopped off of it. So. Yeah, so maybe he's like this, and then all that came out of him. Maybe. That would be a really cool, really cool quirk. And then, you know, Chronostasis, I just listed as Shooter, because he had uh, he, he had the gun with the darts in it. He has something to do that he can do, like, sharpshooting of some sort, it seems like. I can't remember. Put him up against uh, Sniper. <laughs> I think Sniper will beat his ass. Probably. Because remember, uh, he worked in, like, fog and smoke, and he could just get accurate depictions on where people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I'm sure we're going to see a lot more members of the Shia Saikai and any other people from the League of Villains that decide to put, uh, rear their ugly heads. And remember, uh, I want you to remember... <laughs> talking of the, the League of Villains... I liked, um, I think it was Shooter, or maybe it was Mimic, called uh, Shigaraki Facepalm Guy. <laughs> it <laughs> was Mimic. They were leaving. Mimic, Mimic was making fun of him. Yeah, because, well, yeah, Facepalm Guy is probably how I would have called him prior to the whole uh, revelation of the bad touch. <laughs> which I want you to remember what Shigaraki said, it's like a maze in here, mm-hmm. for upcoming episodes. It makes sense, um... If I had to hazard a guess about what's what from that what you just said, are we going to get the raid with superheroes? Did you ever see the raid? Uh, maybe. <laughs> the raid is a great movie. I haven't wanna... seen it, but I do. I think I do have it on Blu-ray. I'm not so sure. Do I. I have it on. I have the or at least on DVD. Uh, add that to the list. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but... So you excited for the next arc? Yep. Uh, Since we're trickling into it now, we're trickling into it. Uh, we are going to try to get uh, through the ne- at least the next couple of binges uh, as quickly as we can. Uh, probably not today, uh, but a lot of stuff going on. Days. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, and this one might be out like next week on a Friday or something. Yeah, this one will be released the second Friday and uh, second weekend in January. Uh, you know, not that this will matter to you guys because it will already be up by then, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we do generally try to keep to a certain schedule. We have plans to release some other stuff um, uh, coming up soon. Chris has more solo casts. I'm going to be doing a uh, solo cast, possibly a pro- possibly just a single episode cast with you. Um, yeah, I- I'm looking for BBC's that. The Watch. Okay, yeah, that's tomorrow. At the very least, I'm, we're going to do the first episode just to see how bad it is. Me but being more completely on that, more on that later. <laughs> well, the fun part about that is you know the works of I know the works of Terry Pratchett. I am a huge Terry Pratchett fan. I know nothing of it. And I heard about it for the first time last night. So yep, when <laughs> when you came came by, to that's talk why about we need. That's why I think we would need like a completely fresh to it just to see if I yeah I agree because you you are very so, you're yeah, a fan of be, this, I can be like the so author. what did you think of the series having no no familiarity with the subject matter. And then I'll let like, you does talk. it, does it like, hold up? Now let me tell you where it was wrong. <laughs> well, here's the thing: they're trying to make it for someone who's mm. probably to make a fan base and doesn't yes. know about it. But so, does it hit what? any chord you know for me? Let's let's hold off on discussing that until we actually sit down to watch that. <laughs> well, come on, we're giving a sneak peek, sneak even preview, though this is going to be out after the sneak peek. <laughs> nah, the sneak peek will be out. But, uh, That's what I mean. Sneak, the, sneak tomorrow's peek. episode is coming out sooner than this one. So this isn't going to have oh, any relevance true, to true. that. 
Yo, go back and watch our uh, our first look. Exactly. At, uh, See, that's what I was doing. Watch. I was setting this up. Uh, thank you for that. <laughs> I don't always think that far ahead. Or that like far in reverse. <laughs> Uh, but so that about wraps up this edition of the binge cast. So for Sam, I am Jay, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bored to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel, and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge. <laughs>